I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking of Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. This may appear to be a solo rep episode, but I'm back with episode 81. And I'll explain why I couldn't wait to talk about this topic, wait for a solo rip. Uh, and that's because last week I was at an actual real life Citadel. So let me back up here. Let me explain here. So as you guys are accustomed to on Wednesdays, our main chain episodes, I usually sit down and have an interview with somebody who I'm actually genuinely interested in talking to. Remember, I don't bring anybody on the show that I'm not actually interested in talking to because that's going to be a boring conversation for me. In turn, it's going to be a boring conversation for you. It's going to be a waste of my time, my guest time, and everybody's time all in one. So this week, I'm going to, be, I'm going to do a, a, a rip on Citadels because I was actually at a Citadel. So excuse you know, the listeners that were expecting an interview. I actually have two lined up that are going to be really incredible interviews. And um, I couldn't wait basically to talk about this topic. So if you're following the show, this is a main chain episode that may appear like a solo rip episode, but it's not. I'll still get you a solo rip here for this weekend. For this episode, I want to talk about my time in Bluffton, Georgia. White Oaks Pasture is where I was at from last Thursday to uh, yesterday, Tuesday, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, boy, 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 boy. Uh, so much to say. So much to talk about here, but I'm going to try to go from when I got there to when I left there. And first of all, I want to talk about what Bitcoiners basically, you know, think about or what they talk about when they when they talk about citadels. Well, I'm here to say that from my experience last week, I'm going to guess that 80 percent, maybe even higher of the Bitcoiners that are on Twitter on Twitter yapping about a citadel have no idea what a citadel really actually is. They've never been to one. They've never seen one. And everything they think about, they know about a citadel. They're either read in a book like the sovereign individual or they, uh, you know, just basically picking up the bar from somebody else who's talking about citadels and they think it's actually something very catchy, but they have no idea what it is. And in my opinion, the closer you are to being a city boy, right, or closer to the city, the further away you are from actually knowing what a citadel really actually is. So Bitcoins talk about citadels and the nature of small communities, small pockets of people, small tribes of people that can fend for themselves, that can feed themselves, that to take care of themselves, and they don't need no type of government intervention to do so uh, or to ask for permission for anything. But they've never actually lived that life. They don't know what it is. So I had the great fortune because of the skill set and because of the teams that I'm working on here to be able to go out to Bluffton, Georgia for the Beef Initiative com- Conference to White Oaks Pasture to be able to record that conference and be able to give my value uh, um, as a way of, you know, providing value for value here for Texas Slim, for the Beef Initiative team, which is a hell of a team, uh, and for so many others. So I decided, hell yeah, absolutely. Bootstrap this out of my pocket, make sure I got there, make sure I gave my value. So I got there on a Thursday and I was there way before everybody else. I was there extremely early um, and there was nobody there that's, you know, 
beef initiative related or Bitcoin related except me. Guess what's starting to show up on a Friday? And boy, that I feel out of place. Boy, that I feel that this was like a uh, like a Stephen King novel playing out here in real time. I mean, it, it was just in the middle of nowhere, long stretches of long stretches. And it kind of felt like the longer I drove, uh, I was in a time machine. By the time I got to Bluffton, I felt like I was in the 50s or in the 60s because everything was extremely different. Everything was small town. Everything was far away. I think the closest, uh, like, you know, chain store, like a Walmart or a Target, was 50 plus yards away. The closest gas station was about 25 miles away, right? Like this real seclusion that I have never been used to. So I felt extremely uncomfortable with nobody there to talk to. I had a friend for myself. So I did. And I started talking to some of the locals, amazing people, right? I noticed that everybody knew everybody. I noticed that there was relationships upon the relation relationships with the people and all the stuff that not so much here in Texas as I've been here, but up in the Northeast uh, in Massachusetts that they want you to believe was not happening here. What I mean by that is we had community members that were blacks that were hanging out with the whites, the whites hanging out with the blacks, all in harmony, all in use, on unison, all sharing drinks, all playing games, all listening to music. And I don't want to make it sound like this was some, some type of major block party. This was a small community taking care of each other and fending for themselves. In the beginning, I had no idea how small it really was. There was probably about 20 people there. And what I started to learn as talking to the locals, right? So I started to like grab my camera, right? And, and make myself seem uh, like I was busy. I mean, I was capturing film, so I was sort of busy. But they had a general store there. That was like the middle city hall, middle of the town general store. And inside the general store, they had products that were made from there, from the actual community, from the workers in that community, from the animals in that community. And I was thinking, okay, this is really cool. Old fashioned 40s style general store, right? And then to the general store, there was a small diner that was attached to it, right? Where you can order food, you guessed it, from there, from the community, from the animals, you know, from the people that actually work there and live there. So I started to work my way around, started to talk to some of the locals. And then I realized that every Thursday, all the locals basically throw a block party, right? They, they, they get together. And like I said a second ago, in harmony, in, use, in unison, all share beers, all, you know, basically um, thrive in everything that they've built together, right? The, the food, the drinks, the community, everything was just there. So I was a part of that. And I was a little bit out of place once again. I felt like I went to a time travel and then I got told where I was going to stay. And the young girl was like, hey, I have to actually take you to where you're going to stay. So back to the Stephen King novel, I was like, here I go. <laughs> so we drove about a mile or two up the road. We turned into a dirt road. We go through some woods, like some pine woods. right? And then we take another turn at a dirt road. And then we drive a little bit further down. And then there's this really small cabin surrounded by nothing but woods nothing 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 but woods Stephen King Stephen King Stephen King <laughs> here I am thinking like what the hell am I doing out here oh and by the way I reached down into my cell phone there is no wi-fi as she proceeds to tell me and I had one to no bars actually my phone was actually giving me an SOS in the status bar basically saying you can only make emergency calls and I've never done that so I don't even know if that actually works but this is where I was in the middle of nowhere so Uncomfort starts to rain in. Uncomfort starts to rain in. Once again, I'm from Massachusetts, more of a city boy. Um, and even here in Texas, I would say I'm about 20 minutes from the city. So I'm like, holy shit, what the hell is happening? What's about to happen to me? So 
I know people are eventually going to start to show up. We have this conference. So I drive back to the town. Nobody's there yet. Also fine. Started working around. But then I met one of the locals and started really, really talking to him. This is the person, Dan. I, I don't think Dan listens to the show. If he's listening to the show, shout out to you. I appreciate you. He made me feel welcomed right away. He let the others know who I was, and I let them know who I was and what I was here for. And, and, and they ultimately took me in. I had some beers, you know, had a good time. Um, I don't know the proper name, but like, you know, play the, the, the baggy game where you kind of toss it uh, to the other side, to the hole. And it was comforting. It was hospitality. It was really, really, really positive vibes. All right. So the first night I go in, wrap up that night. Nobody's still there. Um, actually, Slim shows up. Have dinner with Slim. Um, actually, before that, and, and and I apologize for the jumping around in time, but I'm trying to like paraphrase this off the head and give you guys uh, some flavor, some color on what it is that was happening that day. So, as I'm sitting there, you know, I decide to have some dinner because once again, I'm still feeling a little bit out of place. I still, you know, don't think that. I belong, if that makes sense. I know that's very weird to think, especially after you were introduced to people, but I was dressed differently and I, I was definitely an outsider, an out-of-towner, right? But as I'm looking around, I start to notice that like everybody knows everybody. Everybody's waving to everybody. People going to the general store, waving to everybody. This isn't a tourism thing. These are actually people from the community. I've ended up finding out later that there's 104 people there in, that, in, in Bluffton, in that community, right? And mostly all of them, if not all of them, work on the pastures, work on the farm, work with animals. Okay, so I'm sitting down. I decide to have some dinner there at the general store and sit down. I order a burger, fantastic burger, by the way, because obviously the meat is fresh uh, and everything is made there locally. So I notice a Jeep pulls up. And I, when the Jeep pulls up, this gentleman come, come, comes out, country folk, country guy, you know, older guy, and immediately... Everybody starts to wave. So this is like local celebrity stuff. Mr. Will, Mr. Will, how you doing, Mr. Will? That's all I, that's all I hear. That's the respect that this uh, gentleman uh, has, a claim, has a claim for, right? It's a Mr. Will. It's not a Will. It's not anything else. It's Mr. Will. Mr. Will, how you doing? He's shaking hands with everybody. He's, you know, the kids are there floating around. Everybody seems to know who this guy is. I, for my obliviousness, didn't know who he was, but he ended up being Will Harris, who is basically the rancher, the owner of this whole community, right? Like uh, of all the farms here, uh, uh, of this community, this is his land. These are his people. Um, I don't know if mayor is the right term because mayor comes with a lot of political baggage behind it. I don't think mayor is the right word, but you guys get it. This is his farm. So he comes in and starts to sit down to have dinner, maybe two tables away from me with his family. And I'm talking about grandchildren. I'm talking about wife. I'm talking about daughters, good old fashioned, sit down and have dinner, which they probably do every single uh, afternoon. As he walks by, by uh, I, I decide to just, you know, find out who this person is. So I reached out my hand and I shake his hand. He looked a little bit puzzled and I said, hey, you know, I'm such and such. I'm here for such and such. It's a pleasure to meet you. And he said, well, such and such, let me sit down and have dinner with you. Amazing. Amazing. Not even knowing barely who I am besides what I just introduced. So Will, Mr. Will, because he's, he's gotten that respect for me as well. Mr. Will sits down with me and has dinner with me and immediately makes me feel like I'm part of that community. Immediately. I'm talking about this guy has that type of personality and that type of hospitality that immediately made me feel like I was somebody as I was part of that team, part of that workforce, part of that community. And boy, 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 was that exactly what I needed at that moment. He proceeds to talk to me about the, the farm. 
he proceeds to talk to me about himself and his history and his, you know, he had portraits up that were hanging next to him about his uh, great grandfather and his grandfather. All of this education was extremely uh, amazing and inspiring. One of the things that really stuck out to me in this conversation is that he points out to the window where his grandchildren are playing and he says, those are my grandbabies, right? And I'm going to do my best down South impersonation here, which I'm going to butcher it because I'm not from the South, uh, South Georgia. Um, but he's like, dumb boys ain't got nothing to worry about here, right? Dumb boys uh, can run around and don't worry about nobody trying to kidnap them, nobody trying to do any harm to them, nothing at all. Right? He said, the only thing dumb boys have to worry about are rattlesnakes. And this is when the Citadel vibe started to creep in for me. This is when I was like, oh, man, like this is a part of this, or if you want to call it United States, that's not actually engulfed in the United States. There was nobody on their phones staring at their phones. They were all joyfully playing with each other, uh, um, having drinks with each other, having food with each other, sharing happiness. The kids were not in front of tablets or any other device uh, screaming and being uh, misbehaving. They were actually running around, and I felt it. I felt it there. That wraps up that first night. Went back to my cabin. Extremely uh, nerve-wracking because, once again, this is dirt road upon dirt road, miles away from the general store, completely by myself in isolation. But I couldn't, I couldn't help but think about what Mr. Will said, and I kept feeling safe. I know. A lot of people may think that, you know, you're crazy. You're out in the woods. It's pitch darkness. You can't see past your hand. What are you doing? I know, but I felt safe from that experience with Mr. Will because I knew that I was like in this citadel, in this like bubble. It's away from everything else. If there was a bad actor up there, then he would have real no reason to be out there. So I noticed something else. I got amazing sleep. I got amazing, amazing sleep. Not because the beds were comfortable. Not because I, you know, was, it, it was literally because I was in the middle of nowhere. There was no car sounds going by. There was no lights flashing from anything. There was no noise. There was no music. It was just insects, animals, pitch blackness, nice and quiet. It was meditation in a sense. And when I fell asleep, I fell deep into sleep. And when I got up, it was the same silence. Rarely in the city do you get the ability to hear yourself think. And out there, you can think. Your mind can wander. You can feel good. And that felt amazing. So... Day two kicks off. This is when it's the first day of the uh, of the summit. More people start coming in. I started to gravitate more towards the locals because I already established a relationship, but I started shaking hands. And, you know, that's when, you know, quote unquote, Bitcoiners started to show up. I say quote unquote because I don't really want to label everybody a Bitcoiner that's interested in Bitcoiner. And, and <laughs> sorry, in Bitcoin. Right. So they started to show up, started shaking some hands, started seeing some friendly faces that I know and had fantastic. I'm going to speed this up, but had a fantastic time that first day. We ate some good food from the farm and we uh, uh, and we were able to hang out and, and, and do some, some uh, you know, basically do the good old fashioned thing of have devices out the way and communicate with each other, get to know each other, explain what each other do. Right. Shake each other's hands, give each other hugs. This is non-city life stuff, folks. This is completely different, right? And then the next morning, I was able to go on a ride with Mr. Will in his Jeep with Ann and Walden from Holy Cow. Shout out to them because they're amazing. They're an amazing couple and amazing ranchers in their own regards. I was able to share a Jeep ride with them and Mr. Will, which is, man, pinch yourself. Like, what, what, what am I doing here? How did I get here as just a guy from North, you know, from Massachusetts who's doing a podcast? How did I get here to be able to ride around with this powerful man? Right? 
And then he shows us around and he shows us the hogs. These hogs don't have never walked more than two miles in their life, he tells me. He tells us, I should say. Amazing, right? These hogs are living their best life. We see the horses, right? A few of these horses here, we don't even use them for work. They just live out here, right? Amazing. Bunch of uh, uh, hen coops, amazing. He takes us to the farm, right? Where he, uh, uh, the processing plant, right? Where at the end of the life of these cattle, they still use Temple Gra- I believe it's Temple Graydon. I could be wrong here, but she's very famous for this. She actually developed a system for non-suffering for cattle and for animals. So when they, when they go through the slaughter, right? He showed us this and the practices were so genuine and so clean. These animals eat and graze and then get moved around, eat and graze, right? They get to live life in the most humane way, in the healthiest way, which in turn gives us that grass-fed, grass-finished beef that get that transfers their life force, as I like to call it. Nobody told me this. That's how I'm thinking about it. To us, so that we can improve our lives and we can improve our health. Amazing, right? And then we pull up to Mr. Will's house, and it's just like you would imagine it, just like in a movie. It's a long dirt road with nothing but cattle on the right side, cattle on the left side, and his house right in the middle. And the cattle are, are, are grazing, and they're hanging out, and they're peaceful. And I got to get up close to this cattle. What an amazing, amazing experience. As somebody who comes from a city, I want to reiterate this, as most of my listeners probably do, you hear about this stuff, but you just don't know until you know. You just don't know until you see it. And I want to I wanna reiterate that. I can't put words to that experience. It was amazing. Beef Initiative Summit starts, like officially with the talks, and we have amazing people go up there in panels. Econo Alchemist is up there talking about freedom, right? Like he does. Fantastic. There's a woman's panel, you know, talking about homeschooling and home birthing, which was amazing, right? There was other ranchers up there, right? Talking about ranching. Mr. Will gave some thoughts. So amazing. Bitcoin doctor, I believe, or or, or just a, 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 a doctor explaining, you know, what health is versus what health is not, which it was just so, so informational, so, so educational. And everybody there was there in unison. Everybody had their antennas up. Everybody was there intentionally. Right. And how often do you get that where people are not there just to like barter or, or, or like try to network? People are there. Of course, they're networking after, but people are there for the information. They made the intent, the intentional intent, if that's even a thing, to drive all the way out there to the Citadel to experience it just like I did. So the people that were there, the many that I met, the many that I talked to, you're all amazing for making that travel. And then on the third night, I believe, and my timing could be off here, but I'm refreshing this off my head. Mr. Will says he's going to have a bonfire for us. And this is not your typical bonfire. This is a bonfire among bonfire. Like you can see it from a satellite. This was amazing. But the experience there was great because we all showed up. There was no light there but the fire itself. And we all communicated. We all in harmony, socialized, drank, hugged, right? Shook hands, talked, right? Laughed, everything all together in that night as a community, as it's supposed to be. So if you're not following along, there was nothing that was required from the outside. Food from the community, relationships from the community, right? Well, maybe the drinks weren't from the community, but (laughs) you, you guys get it. Everybody was everybody that was there. 
and we all were not on our phones, worried about bullshit, Bitcoin, Twitter, worried about social media, worried about any of that, right? And this is the first time in my life where I was able to experience something like that. Not to mention I got to meet value for value, you know, the podfather king himself, Adam Curry, right? And that was amazing in itself because everything that I do here and everything that I try to do here is built off the shoulders of giants and he's one of them. He's the one that allows it to be I can give you value and you can give it back, right? So I just want to explain to y'all, and, and I think I've done that very well. I'm going to keep this one very short because this is not your traditional main chain, but I want to let y'all know that community is possible. Citadels are really possible. A community taking care of itself is really possible. Loving everybody in your neighborhood or loving thy neighbor, as they like to say, is possible. A healthy lifestyle living from the land is possible, right? Entrepreneurship from the land is possible. Ownership of the land is possible. All of this stuff is possible, folks. I don't think y'all get it. I think y'all see like some ranchers on TV or you've met a small time rancher and you think these are the hardest working people out here and they work so hard that they're able to stabilize life if they work hard enough for a community. And at the very least, what we need to do is appreciate them, is to acknowledge them, is to make sure that we understand them and to make sure that we support them because they will support us. Mr. Will is supporting every single person in that community. And I talked to a bunch of them. A lot of them came for the internship and they stayed, right? And when I asked them how it's been since they stayed, they've all said the same exact thing. I don't want to be anywhere else. This is where family is. This is where home is. That, my friends, is something that I yearn for. Just to have a place where I know my neighbors got my back. I know everybody's working as hard as me. I know my freedoms are intact. I don't need a policeman to tell me what to do. I don't need a mayor or a governor to tell me what to do. I just need to prove my work as everybody else proves their work. And when we all do that, a community is created, value is created, love is created, a place where you don't have to lock your doors, a place where you don't have to look over your back, a place where there is no gossip, a place where there's nothing but love. That's what, able, what I was able to experience. I didn't bump into a single soul that was malicious, that was angry, that was bitter, that was a liar, that cared about fiat. I didn't find a single soul there. I found everything that human beings are supposed to be. I found love. I found encouragement. I found inspiration. I found hospitality. I found friends. And I could never, ever replace the time that I spent there. Do yourself a favor. If you're able to, take a trip to, take a trip to White Oaks Pastures. Make sure you shake Mr. Will's hand. Make sure you shake Dan's hand. Make sure you shake Eleanor's hand. Make sure you shake Mel's hand, right? Make sure you, you shake Jason's hand, Christian. There's so many. Make sure you go there and shake their hand. Make sure you go there and support their product, right? From the general store, eat there, and you're gonna experience the same thing I experienced. That Although Bitcoiners talk about citadels all the time, 
These motherfuckers on Twitter don't know what a citadel is. You actually have to go visit one to know that they exist for sure. And now that I know that it exists exists for sure, I have hope. Hope that if I construct my life a certain way, if I behave a certain way, and if I honor those that work to make sure my family can eat the right way, by the way, then we have a better world after all. Shake a fucking rancher's hand, right? Build community, build love, share value, receive value, and everything else will take care of itself. I appreciate y'all as always. This is episode 81, a nice short one. I got a few really cool guests coming up for the main chain, so we're going to get right back on track next week. But I wanted to make sure and I stop and I talk to you guys about this. And the next few episodes are going to be designed around health. And everything I learned there about grass-fed, grass-finished beef, but basically just living off the land and the nutrients and, 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 and that the land provides to you. Thank y'all. You know where to find us. Fountain of Breeze for Value for Value or go to podcast index backslash apps to check out any other all other apps. Patar, I got your boost. I appreciate you as always, sir. I know you jumped away from Fountain. I did receive those boosts. I can't answer back from Fountain to you, but I appreciate you and everybody like you that helps support the show and show value to the show. Everything counts from as little as a penny, which is a vote saying that you liked what you saw, to as little bit as a higher donation, which tells me that I'm doing the right thing and you guys are following along. I appreciate y'all. Bitcoin TV is where you can find the video. And if you're still on the legacy outlets, you already know. Share, rate, subscribe, do all those things to flirt with that algorithm so that other people could get the signal. Once again, I'll be back on track next week. You'll get a solo rip this week as well. Interviews are coming back next week. I appreciate y'all as always. Till the next time. Later. Later.